Welcome to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn, equipping, coaching, and restoring missionaries to answer God's call. We will talk about loneliness today, but first I want to dispel some myths. Myth one, only single people experience loneliness. Our status, single or married, does not dictate whether we will be lonely or not, our level of loneliness, or our susceptibility to loneliness. We cannot avoid loneliness by getting married either. Many people who are married in families or are surrounded by people still feel loneliness. Myth 2. Only older people experience loneliness. Loneliness can occur at any time and any age. Loneliness may be heightened during certain stages of life, late 20s, mid 50s, and late 80s. Myth 3. I would not be lonely if I were not on the mission field. There are many types of loneliness. One type is cultural loneliness, which includes moving to a foreign country, the adapting, being misunderstood, difficulty in making meaningful connections, and a disconnect from one's own culture. If loneliness is related to the mission field, it should lessen once you develop new relationships. If the loneliness does not diminish, you would still feel lonely if you were not on the mission field. Myth 4. A Christian should not feel lonely and our loneliness is a sin. Emotions are neither good nor bad. A person can be angry and not sin. A person can be angry and sin. Therefore, a person can feel lonely and not sin. A person can feel lonely and sin. How we respond to the emotion or the loneliness is what matters. Myth 5. Even if I feel lonely, there is nothing I can do about it. Loneliness can decrease by locating the root and type of the loneliness, increasing interaction with others, and developing connections. I posted on a few missionary pages asking these two questions. One, what is loneliness to you? And two, what are some ways you have successfully overcome it? Here are some of the missionary responses. One, For me, there are levels of loneliness. There is a loneliness that I can solve by just inviting someone over or giving someone a call. But there is an underlying loneliness that comes from not really having close friends nearby that can't be solved so easily. Another response. Loneliness is our perception. As we all know, the Lord is always with us and we are never alone. However, I have suffered greatly from the belief and feelings of loneliness, feeling far from others and not having one or another human to confide in. I have chosen to thank God and make myself praise Him, and when I do, I come into alignment with God's truth and the loneliness or sadness lifts, and I am comforted and strengthened with God's presence and love. Another response. Being alone is not the same as being lonely. I often seek time to be alone and enjoy some peaceful time to myself and with the Lord. Feeling lonely is the result of needing to be loved. When I feel lonely, I know I have spent too much time enjoying my alone time and it is time to invest in nurturing others. I need to maintain the relationships God has given me. Some people are energized by being alone and others are energized by being around people. We can hear both in the missionary responses, but everyone needs connections with other people. What is loneliness? The dictionary defines loneliness as sadness because one has no friends or sadness due to isolation. Categories of loneliness fall into three areas, 
emotional loneliness? Do you long for close friends you can confide in or an emotional connection? Relational social loneliness. Do you long for close friends you can relate to and social companionship? And collective loneliness. Do you long for a network or community of people with shared purpose and interests? Everyone needs connections with other people. Why? God said in Genesis 2.18, It is not good for man or humankind to be alone. I do not know if you ever thought about this, but God was right there. God was right there with Adam when he said this. Everything God made was good. God walked with Adam. God talked with Adam. Yet although creation and mankind were good, God did not want humankind to be alone or in separation. Adam had everything provided for and a purpose to have dominion through cultivating and caring for the earth. But it was not good to be alone. God is not alone. He is three parts. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. The Trinity is not in separation. The Trinity interacts in deep connection. God created us in His image and wants us to experience that deep connection with Him and one another. I used to think of myself as a person who could be dropped off on a desert island and be happy. Just give me some water, bread, a Bible. Okay, maybe a computer so I can type what God shows me instead of having to write in a journal. I used to think life would be better without people. We often joke ministry would be fine if it wasn't for the people. But then I read a verse that changed my life. I used this verse as a prayer for many years, but one day a phrase jumped out at me. I will say it as I prayed it. It's Ephesians three sixteen to 19. Lord, I ask that you would grant me, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your spirit in my inner man, that Christ would dwell in my heart by faith, that I would be rooted and grounded in love, that I would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that I would be filled with all the fullness of God. But one day I could not even get past with all the saints, that I would be able to comprehend with all the saints. I'm not going to comprehend this on a desert island. I'm not going to comprehend this on my own. If I want to comprehend and understand the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, I will comprehend this with connections with other people. If I want to comprehend a love that passes knowledge, I will comprehend this through connections with others. If I want to be filled with the fullness of God, I will comprehend this through connections with other people, with all the saints. Whether we are energized by being alone or by being around people, everyone needs connections with other people. Even Jesus, when he came in human flesh, experienced loneliness. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. At times, he was surrounded by crowds of people, the twelve disciples, or his three closest, Peter, James, and John. Jesus understands and sympathizes through shared feelings, and when he was tempted just like we are, he didn't sin. The message translation says, Since Jesus went through everything you are going through and more, learn to think like him. Think of your sufferings as a weaning from that old sinful habit of always expecting to get your own way. 
Then you will be able to live out your days free to pursue what God wants instead of being tyrannized by what you want. That's 1 Peter 4, 1-2 in the message. We need time alone with God and we need connections with other people. I was surprised since the word loneliness begins with lone that the definition was not feeling alone. I think loneliness happens anytime we reflect or meditate on being alone. This can be alone as in not having anyone else present, or it could be alone as in, I'm the only one who, and then you fill in the blank. Loneliness is, I am the only one syndrome. Like Peter says, if we are learning to think like Jesus, we will be weaning ourselves from that old sinful habit of always expecting to get our own way and not being tyrannized by what we want. Loneliness is the I am the only one syndrome. I am the only one who does this kind of ministry. I am the only one who cares about. I am the only one who comes home to an empty house, eats alone, has no one to listen to me. I am the only one without friends or who has difficulties making friends. I am the only one who has to say goodbyes to so many close friends. I am the only one who feels this way. I am the only one who initiates. I am the only one struggling on the mission field. I am the only one who is left out. Just like we have many parts of our body, each person is part of one body connected in Christ, Romans twelve four to 5 Just like you have a body with many parts and all those parts are part of one body, the members of the body of Christ are also one body, connected. 1 Corinthians 12.12 Each person is joined together, connected to others, and edified by what each person supplies. Ephesians 4.16 What are we willing to do to not feel lonely anymore? How desperate are we? Are we willing to identify if it's emotional, relational, or collective loneliness? Some reasons for loneliness are that we have moved away from the people we know, or that other people have moved away from us. We say goodbye a lot on the mission field. Other reasons for loneliness could be in the relationship itself, such as expectations not being met, rejection, or surface relationships in which we want to share deeply but cannot find someone else that wants to. There are many missionaries I wanted to be close to, individuals or families, and they did not give my family and me the time of day. I figured if we both liked the same thing or had four kids, we would become great friends. In fact, in looking back over our years on the field, we were probably the closest with some families that we knew for the shortest amount of time. We were pretty upset when these missionary families said they would leave the field because we had only known them for one, maybe three years. To survive, we had to learn the value of being present or in the moment, even if the relationship might not last long. And then we also had to let go of trying to make the other relationships happen. Then there are other reasons for loneliness that could stem from within us. Lack of social skills, low self-esteem, anxiety, and surface relationships, except that in this instance, it's when we don't want to become too close because we fear that other people will leave. Are we willing to reflect on why we do not have friends or if there are reasons? Are we willing to have someone speak into our lives? Are we willing to let go of the relationships we want or the ones we're trying to force to happen? 
and look for someone else that's lonely and reach out to them? Are we willing to take the risk and put the time and effort into developing deeper connections, even if we may have to say goodbye? How? How do we develop or deepen our connections with people? Number one, schedule quality time. Get it on the calendar, whether that's a written calendar or electronic calendar. Missionary friend shared with me, do not say we should get together sometime. Instead, ask, when is a good time to get together? When a date is set, it is more likely that it will happen. If something else comes up, it will likely be rescheduled instead of canceled. She knows herself well enough to make plans with others when she needs to, and although she would like others to initiate, she reaches out regardless because she needs to have those close connections. So we develop deep connections by scheduling quality time. When we're together, number two, we need to be present. We can schedule quality time and be physically in front of somebody, but not necessarily be present. Being present involves focus, active listening, asking meaningful questions, and purposeful disclosure. Focus. What is your body language when you spend time with somebody? We should make eye contact, be facing the person, and we should eliminate distractions. Do not be busy doing other things like picking up toys or cleaning the kitchen. Do not answer the phone. Do not play with or talk to your kids or pets. And teach your kids how to properly interrupt. I remember we trained our kids how to come into the room, put their hand on our shoulder. We would finish our sentence or thought or something with the person we were talking to and then turn to our child and say, yes, how can I help you? We can also nod, smile, and make small comments as the other person is sharing. So to be present, we want to focus and then active listening. Active listening is about not thinking of what to ask or say next but listening for understanding. We should listen in a way that we enjoy being with the person. We should listen in a way that we are learning about the person. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Also, when we actively listen, there is a better chance we will also remember who the person is and what they are like. Sometimes when people share, ourselves included, we are saying exactly what we mean. Other times, something may not be said that shares something deep about a person, but if we are not actively listening, we can miss it. Proverbs 25 says, Counsel, or the purpose or intentions in the heart of man, is like a deep well, but a man of understanding will draw it out. How do we draw it out? We can ask meaningful questions. There is a way in active listening to ask clarifying questions such as, what I'm hearing is, or it sounds like you are saying, is that correct? But these do not come naturally to me, and they're helpful in conflict resolution, so we ensure that we're not interpreting what is said incorrectly. But you can also use clarifying questions about what the person is sharing, such as, how did that make you feel, or what did you do next? I like to ask questions that lead to deep conversation, and I feel more connected to others when they ask me questions. Purposeful Disclosure There was a time in our lives when my husband and I realized other people felt close to us, but we did not feel close to other people. We got really good at asking questions and listening, but we were not disclosing or sharing anything about ourselves. 
We do not want to dump on other people. However, we do not want to withhold. We want to be authentic with others. And it's hard to be authentic if we do not know ourselves. The Johari window was created to understand and enhance communication. It is based on two ideas. Trust can be acquired by revealing information about ourselves to others and by learning about ourselves from feedback. There are things others know about us that we also know. And there are things others know about us that we do not know. This is our blind spot and where we need feedback. There are things we do not know about ourselves that others also do not know, and these are only things the Spirit of God can reveal to us. We have heard the phrase, it's lonely at the top. Head of a business, head of a school, pastor of a church, head of a ministry or missionary, people may distance themselves from leadership or from us. But I'm wondering if it may be self-fulfilling prophecy. If we think we cannot disclose who we are, because faults and weaknesses would somehow disqualify us or lose respect, we will distance ourselves and be lonely. While being present with people, the focusing, active listening, and asking questions, we must make sure we share our own personal stories, thoughts, and feelings. Being vulnerable means deciding to put yourself out there and take a risk. Remember, we do not want to dump and we do not want to withhold. We may not be able to trust everyone, and that's okay. We can trust the Spirit of God to show us who we can trust and to what level we can trust them. To make connections with others, we need to schedule quality time and be present. Being present involves focus, active listening, asking meaningful questions, and purposeful disclosure. Additionally, we need to care. Relationships require that we care about what others care about, meet a need, when asked or not asked, help and come alongside. Caring requires knowing the other person. What is meaningful to us may not be meaningful to somebody else. How we care for our family, friends, and those we minister to may look completely different. There's a great song by Petra called, Don't Let Your Heart Be Hardened. Don't let your heart be hardened. Don't let your love grow cold. May it always stay so childlike. May it never grow too old. Don't let your heart be hardened. May you always know the cure. Keep it broken before Jesus. Keep it thankful, meek, and pure. May it always feel compassion. May it beat as one with God's. May it never be contrary. May it never be at odds. May it always be forgiving. May it never know conceit. May it always be encouraged. May it never know defeat. May your heart be always open, never satisfied with right. May your heart be filled with courage and be strengthened with all might. Let his love rain down upon you, breaking up your fallow ground. Let it loosen all the binding till only tenderness is found. There are many types of loneliness and many reasons for loneliness. We can pray and ask God to reveal what we are feeling and why. We can ask for God's help to recognize the I'm the only one syndrome and to empower us to take those thoughts captive by speaking his truth. We can ask for God's help in developing and deepening our connections with others. You are not alone. 
We are designed for deep connection. Thank you for listening today. And remember, trust God and answer the call. Thank you for listening to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn. If you have questions or topic ideas, please leave a comment or send a voice message. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please subscribe and share or give at worldoutreach.org backslash 349. For more information on Answer the Call Ministries, please visit the website at www.atcministries.org.